everyone. This is Jen with Doxy School of Music. Welcome to Coffee Conversations, Episode 5. We've got a very special guest joining us today remotely, Jim Manley. He is a local St. Louis musician. He plays um, trumpet, fuglehorn, and I will let him introduce the rest of what he does. So I'm going to bring on Jim. Howdy. There you are. How's it going? I'm going, it's going well, and you? Doing good. I just noticed that you have a trumpet there in the background on a lamp or something. Yes, it is a lamp. Isn't that fancy? <laughs> I don't know if it's, it might be real, converted. Looks real. Yeah, I got yeah. a lot of trumpets here I could make into lamps. Well, you should start that as <laughs> a craft. That might be my next project. <laughs> But I'm sure usually trumpets are worth a lot of money, so I don't know if that would be very, eh, might not be the most lucrative yeah, idea. expensive lamps that would be. <laughs> there you go. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I probably butchered my introduction of you. Well, I'll tell you, it's the most time, since there are no gigs, uh, it's the most time I've had off to practice since 1982. So. I think before yeah, that, wow. I think maybe I was off 11 days once for a, a little road trip. But otherwise, uh, you know, I'm always playing. So in that sense, it's been kind of fun to just get down to some practicing. And, uh, of course, I live down here in my little basement office and uh, record. I recorded the last six or seven CDs down here. So about a week into the uh, stay-at-home orders, I said, well... I got to keep myself occupied here or I'll go crazy. So I started a recording right. project and it took, I don't know, six or seven weeks to finish it. I just, it just came out this week. So it just posted to my website uh, just a couple days ago. Awesome. And it's called Quarantunes. Quarantunes, perfect title for what's happening. And all. Yeah, that's, I love the title. Yeah, and all the song titles are related to what we're all going through. So I had a lot of fun doing it. I always have fun recording and creating projects. But now the work's over, and uh, so it's back to the regular routine, you know. <laughs> sure. But, I mean, sometimes I'll be That's down awesome. here uh, six to eight hours at a time working on that thing. It's just, it's very time-consuming to record yourself. Uh, that part's hard enough, but the, the mixing and putting it all together and the mastering, oh, man, that's like, that's like just going straight to hell. I'm sorry. That's really hard. It, <laughs> so are you doing all of that yourself? Uh, I, I do some of the mastering online, but all the mixing I do myself. And what oh, people wow. understand when you're listening to a recording, sometimes there's there can be as many. Well, it's, 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 it's unlimited, but I can have 40 tracks to mix down and do one thing. You might have a cymbal right. on one track or a muted trumpet on another track. And to try to get those things all in balance. You, you probably, I mean, I do each tune 10, 10 to 15 times mixing each tune. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a long, long process and you're never totally happy with it because <laughs> I should have changed that. But at a, for some <laughs> point you just have to say enough's enough. So totally. Well, that's exciting. So it's been out just a week now, uh, just a few days. It just came on outside, oh, wow. uh, this week. And, uh, so What's the overall style and genre of music 
you know, it's, it's all jazz, but jazz is such a huge umbrella. Uh, my stuff's a little more funk jazz. It's got all my influences are in there. And, um, you know, there's all kinds of little taste of jazz in there, but it's not real uh, straight ahead 50s and 60s jazz by any, any means. It's more funky than that, uh, that kind of jazz. I'd, I'd call it jazz funk, basically. Yeah, I think that's a good description. I heard the one song that you'd sent over, and it was definitely um, rocking a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it was really yeah, cool. Yeah. It sounded, um, in, in most of your music that I've heard, the more recent stuff um, is very modern, and it's almost like fusion. I, I really like the, it's, there's a little bit of um, electric vibe to it as well. Which is really neat. Well, we have a great guitar player, a great friend of mine. We were roommates in the 80s and uh, in one of the first bands I was in, Fantasy. Uh, he's been in San Diego for a long, long time now. But he and I collaborate really well together on these kind of tunes. And I just send him tracks and he just makes magic on them. And he's a really a great player. And it's really, the technology is great because he can just send it right back to me and I just plug it into the track. And, uh, <laughs> that sure makes it easy. Yeah, it does make it easy. well, it makes it easy because he's a great player. Uh, if he were right, a great right. player, it would be a lot harder. But <laughs> is you know is is just the top, and uh, it's just a good. We have a good collaboration together that that we can do these things. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and it's fun because I'll send him thinking, have no idea what he's going to put on it, and and he'll come up with ideas that are just just fit it perfect. And that that's you know so you can work with all kinds of musicians, but this guy and I, we just kind of see on the same level on those kind of tunes. And he's a monster guitar player, Jeff Schneider. Uh, he plays live in San Diego and also uh, makes his own amps and has a repair business of his own. And he's just like, he's not playing out either, so he was pretty bored. He, matter, of fact, matter of fact, he texted me. I'd done the first couple of tunes, started them, and he texted me. He goes, you got anything happening? I'm bored to death out here. <laughs> and so I just kept sending him tracks. And he's on, I think he's on eight of the 12 tracks, or at least at least eight of them, yeah. Oh, nice. Are there any other instruments? Um, Joe Bear plays sax on one of the tunes. My buddy Joe nice. just got his recording system set up, and uh, we played together okay, in a band okay. in Columbia, the Norm Rubling Band. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, he did one. But most of the parts are looped or, or myself. I play mm -hmm. the, the horn, the trumpet, and trombone parts. Um, I have a bunch of loops which you purchase and you can use, and I just program different drum tracks and, and just throw it all together. You know, just like baking a cake or something. That's really cool. Cake tastes much better <laughs> than a seed. <laughs> yeah. So are you making physical CDs this time as well? Or is it all just online? Uh, it starts online and uh, the CDs are manufactured in uh, California. So they've been on shutdown. But I, it's, ironically, I just got an email today that the queue went through production. So I would imagine it'll be here in about two weeks. Okay. Well, that's exciting. And then do you have an online store? Like do people go to your website and then they'll physically buy CD and then you mail it the whole more old fashioned sense of it? Right, right. Uh, surprisingly, um, CDs are supposedly on their way out, but usually I can sell up to 100, 150 CDs uh, from one of my projects. There's still people that want to have a CD. I'm one of those people. I have CDs all over the house here. Uh, yeah. That's and I that's too. why I print them. Uh, yeah, the only the only problem with that is the postage to overseas has just gotten so ridiculous. I mean, it's oh, crazy ridiculous. 
for a single CD, I think it's like between fifteen and eighteen dollars to mail a CD. Oh my goodness! Do you have a lot of international fans? I send about ten to fifteen overseas. I mean, um, you know, you have to charge so oh, much wow. for that because of the postage. Uh, but there are a few that buy them. Yes. Now, download, it doesn't cost them any more than it costs to, to download here. You can be in Russia and download the CD for $8.99. That's a pretty good deal. Sure. That is. And they do. And then do you, do you get Russian dollars or how does that work? They just send me Russian vodka and that works out. <laughs> I thought you were a Tito's man. Oh, yeah. Anything that's available. You know, it's funny is as, as, as much as I love to drink when I'm out playing, uh, I haven't had anything since I've been off, and that was March 12th. I was at Evangeline's on March 12th, and I, I haven't had anything to drink since I've been off all this time. But I'm when oh, wow. I get back out there, I guarantee you. Yeah, no, you're just – I think it's just kind of routine. It's part of you being out and playing is having a cocktail. Yeah, it's um, part of the scene. And, totally understandable. Uh, and be, being off this long, it's, it's been really, really strange. Like I said, the project took a lot of my time up, so the time went really fast. But now that I'm done, other than teaching Skype lessons and practicing myself, I'm pretty much ready to get out there and play. I miss seeing everybody. I miss playing with my friends. And uh, it'll come around. I just don't know when. I don't think anybody knows the answer to that. For people that are not from here, no, we're in tough. St. Louis. I mean, I think some of the restaurants are opening up next week, Monday or so. But yes. I haven't heard anything about too much live music going on other than people streaming from their on their Facebook page or something. Uh, a good friend of yours of mine, Chris right. Swan, and I, we did one of the first streaming shows mm -hmm. on April 3rd from the Gaslight Theater. Yeah, that was yeah, fantastic. Yeah, we really had a blast. It was it was very strange because it was the first time you're playing in an empty room. It's just the <laughs> vibe was weird yeah. and the one guy filming yeah. us. But uh, as a matter of fact, the Gaslight Theater, we're going to do another one there coming up here on June. Like, forget the date. I have to look at it. He had a, The Gaslight Theater had a jazz series going on Tuesdays that was doing really well. And he's going to continue with the streaming. So Chris and I will be back there on June 2nd for another streaming show. And I like doing it. I like doing it at the theater rather than okay. sitting here at my house. It just gives the whole thing a different vibe, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No, I really, really enjoyed seeing that live stream. That, that turned out really well. So if you did more of those, I would definitely. Yeah, well, hopefully, um, hopefully we'll be back to. Uh, playing out live and people can come uh, before the summer's over, I would think. Well, yeah, that too. Yeah, there's just, like you said, there's no way of knowing. Um, and you think maybe there'd be room for something outdoors that would be the safest option, but, you know, that's not your typical right. scene anyway. I mean, in Columbia, Missouri, um, in the band I'm in, the Norm Rubling band, which is a six-piece group, we play a lot of places that are outdoors. A lot of bars right. up there and stuff have patios. But we're yet to see. Uh, we have a couple of dates booked at the end of May. I just don't know if they're going to happen yet or not. Uh, so the live streaming thing is, is another option. And another great thing about a lot of people being off this time, there's been some great Facebook uh, people put a bunch of different musicians together and edit the video down. And there's people from all over the world playing together on these videos. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I, I'm very impressed. Yeah, what people can do is amazing. I had a guy call me for one of those, uh, but I was right in the middle of the project, my project, and I just, I just did. Well, I, I'm, you know, once I get going, I'm focused. That's just what I do. But hopefully, <laughs> right. I'll, hopefully, I'll, I'll get right. into one of those too, because they're a lot of fun playing with different players. 
even though you can't be in the same room live, it's kind of cool to see the whole thing put together. And I can't imagine the work that that takes people to do because I know how much work it is. It's a lot of work. Yeah, a lot of uh, coordination and editing skills and also for the musician playing, I would imagine yeah. there's a lot that goes into it. Um, so yeah, no, that would be really cool if you did that. I haven't seen any with anyone locally that I've known. Um, I've seen them from like schools right. or universities, um, things like that. But there's a couple out there. A there's cool a couple project. of guys I've seen out there and they're a okay. couple of great since okay. I'm a trumpet player, obviously I'm on the trumpet pages on Facebook all a lot, and uh, there's a lot yeah. of great trumpet stuff out there. I can tell you that. I know really you're cool. involved with teaching, and are you guys teaching through a uh, Skype or Zoom or doing any of that at your school, or is that kind of hard because the kids are beginners? Yeah, well, no, we 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 are. Um, so we're doing. All of our lessons are virtual. They're online. Um, we've got an education platform that does live stream video, but depending on what the students needing, like we're doing basically all platforms. So I had a lesson tonight with a five-year-old and we were on FaceTime and, you know, you would think uh, keeping a five-year-old um, connected with a lesson would be difficult, but actually the oh, lesson's going super well. Um, and he is really excelling. And I told the mom, I was like, your son being five, I thought this might have been a disaster, but it's very successful. And we're about to graduate from one book to the next. Um, he's a piano student. I don't know if I mentioned that, but yeah, it's going really well. And I know my other teachers are reporting the same. Um, you know, the, the students are getting a lot of benefit and, you know, they're getting extra skills worked in too that we weren't getting from in person. And obviously there's some things that are getting missed, but it's, it's balanced. We'll be back in person soon enough. Um, but yeah, we're definitely sustaining in that regard. And I know you said you're teaching a lot online on Skype. So have you increased your now? student load? Have you increased your students? I think since a lot of people are now? off, they're in the same situation I am off. And it's a chance for them to take lessons and, and, uh, try different things. So there's a, there, there is that, uh, thing happening where people are off and, uh, I'm getting a lot more lessons than I normally get. I've never advertised that I do trumpet lessons, but they find somehow online mostly yeah. through YouTube. Uh, and it's fun cause I teach guys that are come a lot of comeback players. I teach guys that played maybe 20 or 30 years ago and now retired and they want to come back to it. Uh, all levels really, except I have never really taught beginning trumpet, uh, I don't know if I would have the patience for that because I forget how horrible you are when you start and it takes 20 years to sound that in. Sure. But uh, sure. I enjoy it. Uh, I enjoy it in person, obviously, a lot more because you're limited to that little box you're in. But, uh, you know, I can't, uh, I can't fly over to England and teach a lesson. So uh, Skype and Zoom work pretty good for it. No, that's really cool. I'm glad that you're still doing yeah. lessons and – Getting more students. That's really yeah. Awesome. It's been a, it's been great because, like I said, I haven't had this much time to practice in many many years, and and uh, because when you're playing all the time, and you're teaching and you're doing other stuff, the day just goes by so fast. The last thing you think about is, well, mm -hmm. I'm going to sit and practice. Mm -hmm. So it's been good that way. I'm pretty disciplined <laughs> as far as practicing. So it's it's good for me. 
Now I'm ready to get out there and play some some new notes for people. So. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for that too. You know, you're one of my top people to go see play live. Um, it's something I'm definitely Yeah, missing. because, you know, the places, there's, there's such nice places I was getting to play in. Uh, uh, the Sasha's Wine Bar, of course, the Cheshire, my favorite, mm -hmm. the Fox and Hounds, a little bitty room that hasn't been updated since God knows when. And, uh, yeah, it's been great. I mean, I, but I miss seeing everybody. Yeah, we'll see. I, there's so much unknown, yeah. but... Well, it'll come back. It's just a matter of when. We don't know when, and no, and no one knows the answer to that. That's the problem. You can only go with the data and hope that they're right. And and uh, I know everybody's anxious to get out there, uh, and I'm anxious to see everybody. But we got to do it when we can do it. Definitely. Um, so can we transition? I you've you've always been a really fantastic storyteller. I've heard lots of stories along the years that I've known you. Um, could you tell us a story about maybe one of your, one of your favorite experiences, um, playing sure. music or experiencing music in whatever capacity? Well, one of the best times I had was, uh, I was associated with a, with a, a trumpet company called Stombie USA. They're based out in Los Angeles, make some great trumpets. I played those trumpets for a long time and was with friends with the, uh, owner Kao uh, for a long time when he first started developing some of his models and uh i was kind of a guinea pig for some of those horns and they've done really well since then i mean they're a big company but he had a chance to have me be a guest soloist in amsterdam at a thing called trumpet party now you don't see anything like this in the states but trumpet party was this huge huge stage with this huge big band and players from all over the world I was just one of the guys. I only I played two tunes, but we had some major artists uh, like James Morrison from Australia. He was the headliner, who was a guy that can play every instrument in a big band uh, except drums. And he can probably play the drums, but he's recorded entire big band mm -hmm. albums where he's every part. James Morrison's his name, an unbelievable player. Uh, and I'd never experienced anything like this uh, much in the States for myself. I've seen other great players have crowds cheering and stuff but literally these people this room is packed with a thousand people or more screaming for trumpet that's just beyond <laughs> what year was this you know i can't remember the year uh i think it it might have been 2006 i know there's a youtube clip up uh mm -hmm. I, I just can't remember the year but anyway it was kind of because sounds incredible and i went over there and he wanted me to fly with him so instead of flying from St. Louis to Amsterdam, I flew to Los Angeles, met him, and then flew to Amsterdam. So we were on this plane like, I don't know, way too many hours, 16, 17 hours. I was out of sorts the whole time I was there. And I was there for five days. Um, I gave a clinic about uh, my way of playing and breathing and trumpet stuff. But the highlight really was in this one-day festival, all these great players in this room. I mean, this thing went on for 10 hours and to play in front of a crowd like that was just, that was really amazing. That was one of my absolute most fun experiences I've had playing. Uh, and the other one would have been opening for my hero, Maynard Ferguson, at a high school here at Fox High School. I had a band called Horns in the House, which was a jazzy, funky band, okay. live, uh, a great band, great players. And we had an opportunity to open for my hero. And that, that's something you never forget. I mean, you know, that was 
that was a pretty good day. Wow. But I always like playing. I like playing all the time. I, I'm never, <laughs> never really bored playing. I know a lot of musicians get bored playing, but I, I always seem to enjoy it when I'm out playing. Yeah, that's amazing. That that certainly helps. And I think if you're involved with music, it should be enjoyable and you need, you need to have those moments and those memories and those stories as kind of what builds on it. And so that, yeah, you've always had some really great stories. So. Yeah. I mean, half of, half of being a musician is not just being out playing. Half of it is just to hang afterwards or to hang during the breaks. I mean, that's almost as important as the playing part for most musicians. They really enjoy what we call the hang. I mean, you know, you're hanging out with your friends, having a few drinks, and that's your job? That's a pretty good job. Sure. I could think of a lot of worse jobs, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. No, that's really cool. <laughs> so uh, I have my coffee. You have your – I saw you have something. You have something there. It's, it looked. It didn't look like coffee. This is really coffee. Yeah. Oh, well, yes, the show is called Coffee Conversations. We do, I, I don't know, it just seems casual in the whole thing. So I guess I failed. I don't have coffee. Well, when but... you first asked me and you said Coffee Conversations, and I was hoping it would be 7 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. I wouldn't punish you like that. Yeah. I don't <laughs> No, I'm not an early, I'm not an early riser. I mean, I've got my boys, they get me up early, but if it were up to me, uh, no, I, I wouldn't start working at 7 right. p.m., trust me. <laughs> 7 p.m., that's much better. That's more of your starting time anyways. Yeah, that's right. That's about when I'm starting to wake up, 7, 7 p.m. <laughs> right. Unless I'm working on something, right. I'm up early, but most of the time, yeah, I come alive at night. Always been that. Yeah. Well, no, if you're working, you're, you're basically working second shift you're, or maybe third, I don't even know, kind of in between some nights you don't even get done till like two in the morning. So that's just the nature of it shows, you know, yeah, I mean, right. Yeah. It's just night times, night times the right time, man. It's just, you know, it's, 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 you've got to be a night owl to make that happen. Yeah. And I always been one. So it's fun for me. Well, it works out perfectly then. I got the right <laughs> job. You do. <laughs> so I don't know what's up next other than just waiting for the gigs to happen uh, and more practicing and and more uh, Skype lessons is where we're at right now for me, uh, which I'm enjoying the time off. It's been, it's been good to be off for a little while. It gives you a perspective of, you know, when you're doing something all the time, you kind of just take it for granted. You kind of take it for granted. You're going to see your friends out in the car, in the bars and, and at your gigs right. and you're going to see your fellow musicians and, and that you're going to even be working. So this really puts it into perspective how much you, I miss being out there playing, you know, for all those reasons. Yeah, I think it's definitely, it goes beyond being a performer in the capacity in which you are. Um, you know, it's more than just playing music. It's a lifestyle because, you know, you've hit it. You're kind of meshing your plus your friends and your social life and all of that um, you know and a lot of musicians everyone takes it differently some musicians just go and they're all work no play they're just very focused on that um, but music's very social and a huge part of it is socializing and getting to know 
people in the community and, you know, your fans and things like that. So I, you know, it just, I think that's really cool that you've, you've definitely embraced that side of it. Um, I enjoy, I enjoy meeting the people that come out. I mean, it's, (laughs) I don't think of it as a job. It's like you said, to me, it's just a social thing, you know? And, uh, to be removed from that for even this long is just, it's very strange. It's a very strange feeling. You know, I will say that when I'm out walking my dog or taking my walk, I have to say people are a lot more friendly these days than ever before. Even though they might be across the street from you waving, the people seem to be more friendly. Sure. Well, you're probably the only person they've seen all week. That could be too. Yeah, right. (laughs) You know, I've definitely, I've been, I'm pretty extreme with this isolation thing and you know, I, I've really had like zero contact. And so I would probably be the same way. I would be ecstatic and I would, I'd probably wave frantically if I saw yeah, somebody on the know. street. <laughs> yeah. But it is a, it's a whole, it's a whole new thing, but the people in the Midwest are generally pretty friendly, but you know, the, the weirdest thing to me is, you know, I don't really know. And I, I had this conversation with another guest previously. It's like, I don't really know my neighbors and I'm, st- it, it's, funny to me that even though we're all kind of locked in place, I don't have that connection with people. And because I think a lot of people are kind of afraid, you know, of, of these strangers, even though we're neighbors. And, you know, I was really kind of thinking, well, maybe this would be a time in which neighborhood would come better together. Um, But, you know, people are just so, um, you know, same with me, same with my family. They just want to, protect themselves and everyone's kind of living in a bubble. Um, so it's definitely a super strange time and yeah, the whole transition, you know, cause you know me, I'm, I'm plenty social. I like to get out and see music. The transition couple of weeks was the hardest. I was like, Oh my gosh, they're canceling shows and gigs and St. Patrick's day parade and baseball. I was like, Oh my gosh, what will we do? But you know, we've adapted and it's gotten okay. It's comfortable, but yeah, I definitely look forward to, you know, resuming to normal because music and shows and concerts is a huge part of me. Um, and I definitely appreciate all these Facebook live shows and things like that, but it's, it's just not the same. Cause you're not socializing with anyone. You're just, it's just that screen. So it's not, you're not right. getting that I connection. Totally. I mean, it's great that we have, the technology to entertain people right in their homes, right from here or wherever you want to do your show from, but it's, it, it isn't the same as live and, and well, it can't be, it just, it just can't be. And it will come back. It's just when, you know? Yeah, we'll definitely see. And in the meantime, I'll just be here practicing and, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're already a brilliant player. You'll oh, you can always learn on the trumpet. It's endless. You can, it never stops. That's an instrument I'm that sure. if you put in the uh, if you put in the case for a few days, it doesn't want to behave. You have to play it all, almost. I take one a week <laughs> off usually, but sure. you have to play it all the time. And really, any instrument, but trumpet leans itself more towards that because there's just so much involved to produce a one note. You know, it might look easy because you're just pressing three buttons down, but there's a little more involved to that. You know, so oh. yeah, <laughs> and, and being off this long. I've had a lot more time to listen to music and, and, uh, and that's a really great thing too, because 
usually I'm so, so busy. I just don't even have time to, like when I was a kid, I could sit down and listen to music all day. And I've gotten some of that back. And that's yeah. a lot of fun too. You know, just listening to the greats. I mean, that's, that's part of your education. Yeah. yeah that's a lot of fun. That's, oh, absolutely. You gotta, you gotta do some of that. So out of curiosity, how many instruments do you have? Right here on the floor, there's one, two, three, four, six trumpets, one flugelhorn, and two valve trombones. Then there's a keyboard over in the corner. Uh, wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's, that's not really not that many. I know guys okay. have walls of trumpets. Now, how many do I play? Only one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> different trumpets have different sounds. And uh, so, you know, it's always fun to ha try different trumpets, uh, new and old. I've got some horns that are very old from the 50s, and then I've got some very modern horns. Then I have my, my plastic trumpet. New Your one, first yeah. one. You know, my. I thought you well, lost the, that. I had a blue one, and it got stolen. By accident, mm. I just loaned it to a student, mm. and, and he never showed up again. So it's gone. But now I got a oh, no. yeah, a friend of mine. Oh, no. uh, he bought this for himself, and he hated it. And it's not real practical, but it's nice <laughs> if you're uh, like I went to a, uh, one of my friend's uh, birthday parties the other day, and he, he had it in his neighborhood. So rather than take a trumpet out and chance something happened to it, I could take the plastic one out and play. Because all I had to play. <laughs> but for a plastic trumpet, it doesn't sound and it is all plastic. It's pretty amazing, really. Wow, that's that's all, that does sound really good. I need to And they're really cheap. I I mean, they're really <laughs> cheap. I think that I think that thing's like a hundred dollars or something somewhere in that ballpark. <laughs> so if you had a kid that wanted to take up trumpet, you're worried about him getting it all dented up. That's the way to go. Well, of course, <laughs> that's, that's a good starting point. Yeah, that's point. a great starting yeah. point. I mean, they, I'm, they've come a long way. I remember the first one came out maybe five or six years ago, maybe a little longer than that, and it was really, really not very good. But they've come a long way since then, you know. Like anything, they're making they're making tubas out of plastic. I mean, it's crazy. Right. Yeah. But right. uh, yeah. picking it up and just <laughs> yeah. uh, being on the stand, you know, you can pick it up and play it. It's 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 pretty good for that. Or like I said, you can take it out and not have to worry about anything happening to it. Right, because you drop it or whatever. Don't want another. Or if somebody steals yours, it's only $100. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. smart. That's smart. All right. Well, I guess we'll leave at this. So, again, we can find you online where? My website's real easy. It's jimmanleymusic.com. So my name, jimmanleymusic.com. And that's Manly, M-A-N-L-E-Y. Okay. And then you're also on like Spotify and iTunes and all Any that good stuff. Music, I'm, I'm there and uh, Facebook and everywhere. Yeah, I'm around. And hopefully we'll see you all soon in the clubs. Thanks a lot, Jen. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Great to see you. Bye for now. We'll see you later. We are going to listen to a song from Jim Manley's latest album called Quarantunes. His song is called Quarantine Funk, and it features guitar player Jeff Snyder. It's definitely jazzy, definitely got that touch of funk that Jim chatted about earlier, and it's a really 
uplifting and fun song. It's really, really cool to listen to. So I hope you enjoy. And just to remind you, you can find everything Jim Manley on his website, jimmanleymusic.com. That's M-A-N-L-E-Y. You can download his album, individual tunes, or even buy the CD. So enjoy. Again, this is Quarantine Funk from his brand new album, Quarantunes.
All right, well, that was Jim Manley, a local St. Louis jazz musician. He plays uh, trumpet and fuglehorn. He just came out with a new album, Quarantunes, that just came out this week. So that is fresh. Um, that is now available online, and he has CDs being um, produced now. So those will be out, I think he said, in a couple of weeks. So those can be shipped anywhere in the world. And um, thank you, Jim, for joining us today. You can find us, um, Coffee Conversations, on Facebook. You can find us with Shock City School of Music as well on our website, shockcityschool.com. And of course, be sure to follow our YouTube channel, um, Virtual Shock City School of Music, again for that, so you can see these videos streamed. And then also, um, for your listening pleasure, you can find us anywhere that podcasts are streamed, um, so Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, all that good stuff. So thank you for joining us. This was episode five with our guest, Jim Manley, and we will see you next time.